Hello and welcome to Talking Spirits Podcast, episode number 27. Last week marked one year of me doing the Talking Spirits Podcast and we celebrated with a special episode in German language where my dear friend Björn Krüger was interviewing me and we had a very nice talk about my life. This week we continue celebrating with another episode where I'm being interviewed, only this time around it's an episode in English and your host is my dear friend Martina Schiffer-Gottfried. Martina, same as Björn, also was a guest in the first season of the Talking Spirits podcast and a couple of days ago we had a very nice and very smooth conversation about many different topics and yeah... I'm very happy to present it to you today and I hope it's interesting to you and you have fun listening to it. Enjoy and I will be back at the end of the episode. Hi. Hello. Hi Armin. Hey Martina. It's very nice to see you. Likewise. What are we doing today? Last week was the first birthday of the Talking Spirits podcast. And you have been so friendly to agree to my request to interview me. Exactly. And so that's why we now. I'm not only just so friendly, I'm very honored to be here. Uh, I was one of the first people you actually interviewed in at the start of your podcast. Yeah, and in the first season. The first season, exactly. And uh, when you asked me, Martina, I need somebody to to interview me. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I think I can do it. I, I, I have confidence in myself. Um, rightfully so. Rightfully so. That's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, people that listen to your podcast, they know you by now, but um, probably it has to be summed up again. Like you're an amazing musician. You're a, Thank you. <laughs> a, a, a fellow bassist. Um, you are a great networker, awesome communicator, and one thing that has not been said enough, I think you are a very good human, like you're a good human being. Oh, thank you very much. I think it has not been put enough into the focus of, of what is happening here, because one thing that I really like about you is that you are always 100% honest. Like if I want an honest opinion, I can always come to you and I will I will get it. And that's something that you are known for why do you think that is it's the best situation if it's possible to be like to to go to be like that with each other you know i mean i i always been like this already as a kid too you know mm -hmm. but i very often i made the experience that you know many people not able to to deal with it mm -hmm. but at the same time also i made the experience that if And that goes just for me, you know, if I follow my heart and if I can be honest, then actually as a, as a result of this, always the right things happen. They might be, you know, it might happen that somebody not, cannot take it and then just says, <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> But then it's okay too. And also I would, I would you know, I, I think we need to add, so if you ask me for my opinion, I will be honest. But also... If I would ask you for your opinion, I, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to you if you as in the same way honest to me. So I take, I, I, I 
allow myself the right to be honest with people, but also I allow my friends or people who are who I'm connected with to be honest to me in the same way. Mm -hmm. I think this is important. Uh, it's not uh, a one-way street, you know. Honesty is very needed because uh, maybe to answer your question in this way, I think and no matter what you want to do no, or no matter which kind of connection you want to have with people, if, if you cannot base it on honesty, it's not going to work out. So that's why. I think that's a perfect <laughs> answer because I, I wanted to lead there. You probably have already sensed the spirit of that. Um, I think the honesty and the connection you make with people is something that you are personally also very interested in. And you you named your podcast Talking Spirits. So it's not like, let's talk about music or how's your bass going? Like it's it's Talking Spirits. So the the focus of, of this podcast are the people and the souls they have, the spirits, uh, how they contribute to the world, to your life personally, because all of them have a personal connection to you. So um Yeah, how I, you just answered it, but like, how important is the open communication you can have, and that a person sparks this feeling that you feel connected to them? Yeah, yeah, because I think you know, no matter what we do, I mean, in my case, I'm a musician, but actually, I'm I, I'm convinced of the fact that no matter what you do, you can be a musician, you can be whatever, but everything we do is an expression of our spirits and souls. And so, and and that was, I mean, you, you summed it up pretty mm -hmm. well, you know, the name of the show. That was the reason, because I, when I invite someone to be my guest, it's very important to me that, you know, the conversations are not superficial and, and that every guest has the the space and possibility to be honest and really put it out there, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so that's that's it. And, and also... You know, for, I mean, I'm, I have been working as a musician for a long time and I've met so many people and made so many experiences. And I, I always found, you know, the, the experiences, the most fulfilling ones and the most happy ones for myself when, when, when there was honesty and openness. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how I know, know you and I think most people know you is the only way to really connect with somebody because if you kind of like try to close off a part of you, um, there is never a real connection. And I, I think there's also like, it, it goes into the music realm. Yeah. Like you have talked about it in prior podcasts, but it's just it's just the thing. You cannot connect with people if if you don't have this honesty and this knowledge about yourself and you're centered and can communicate that way. You yeah, and also to play, you know, if you play music with other people and if 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 you want to do it well, There needs to be trust mm -hmm. in, in between the musicians and trust is connected to honesty and openness. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I was thinking people have listened to your podcast for so many episodes and I was like, what is something that you think if people knew that about you now after listening 25 episodes, they would say, Oh, I didn't know that. Or like, what? Like, I don't even connect that with Armin. Like something that you say is, is an amazing fact about you or something that is so weird that people say, what? Very difficult question. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said I can ask any question. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, one thing which is not commonly known 
Just you can come up. It might be something that is like just like a weird. Tip. Yeah, I was able to read at the age of three. Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's really, it, I, and I, I don't know why and how. I, I I'm not able to recall how it happened, but I just at some point around three I was able. My parents noticed that I just That's could read, amazing. you know. And there's a funny story actually about it because my my mother's grandmother, mm-hmm. who I happened to know as I, when I was a kid, and now you have to imagine. I mean, that was in in Bosnia mm-hmm. and Yugoslavia, and she was an old lady at that time. She might have been already around eighty mm-hmm. when I was like four or five. You know, mm-hmm. she used to have like you know some of her ladies' friends in the same age coming over to her place mm-hmm. and they had coffee, you know, and they would sit together and talk. And you, and you really would have to imagine like old, old, old school Bosnian mm-hmm. ladies, you know, so I'm trying to figure it in my brain. Like I'm trying, I'm, I'm drawing that, a picture that, that, while you talk. It's, and it's kind, amazing. <laughs> quite peculiar, you know, it was very funny and I cannot, I mean, it's difficult to describe, but the people of that generation, in Bosnia, they had they they had their own vibe, you know, mm-hmm. and also the jokes and how they how they would talk to each other, you know, mm-hmm. and so she at at one point she she said she told her friends, yeah, yeah, you know, he's like about me, like he's like four or five and he can read already, and they already and they said, ah, come on, <laughs> you know. Impossible, you know. It's not. Okay. Don't, don't, don't tell us stuff like this because we cannot. You know, we we don't believe you. Mm-hmm. And then she said, "Okay, next time he he come, he would come here. I will show you." Mm-hmm. And then, and I didn't know that, of course. And then I I came to visit her. Okay, like it was a setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a setup. I I I just I came to visit her and. In a situation where she was sitting down down with her friends, and then one of them, one of the friends, gave me a newspaper and turned it around, you know, mm-hmm. turned it like on the head, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and said, "Hey, can you read something for us?" You know, and she thought like, you know, and then I I said to her, "What's wrong with you, lady? <laughs> you know, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you?" Why are you giving me this newspaper turned on, you know, turned around? Upside down, yeah. Upside down, yeah. And then I I changed, I, I turned it around again and then I read something from them. Amazing. And, and they couldn't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> yeah, that's an amazing fact. I mean, we have heard it in prior episodes when you came to Germany from Bosnia that you uh, pretty much learned German language um, within... I think six to eight months, like yeah. to a level that that in the second half of the um, school semester you could basically partake in all the tests. That's true. Yeah. I know that you um, are very good with memorizing stuff. I know that you're very good with um, learning languages. I just think you're a brain, like you're autodidact. The same way you yeah. learn bass and um, like we have heard this in episodes, but like you're just very good at like kind of like getting into something, understanding it, and then just doing, applying it. Yeah, if I'm that works, if I'm interested, still works fine with with things which I which I have an interest for. But when I'm not interested, like then it's exactly the opposite, you know. Then I'm like 
the worst. Okay. <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's not something which I have thought about very much because it just was natural, you know. It just was like that always. Mm -hmm. Like people also in school or in music, people noticed certain things and then they they said to me, hey, how it's possible that you can do that? You can learn, for instance, you can learn two hours of music in one day and play it the next day. But I ne I don't know. <laughs> you know, I never I never thought about it. It just happened. It wasn't natural. I mean, I think every human being born on this planet is supplied with a set of gifts which were given talents. Mm -hmm. And at the same time with things which we are not good at. And so my set of gifts included Memory, Stuff like this, like memory or musical memory mm -hmm. or also, you know, also visual memory. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for mm -hmm. it, you know, because it has made many things possible and also made many things easier. But you would have to see me like doing sports, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm a total loser. Okay. Actually, the only, you know, the only sport I like, I really love to do is riding a bike. But you still do that? On yeah. a regular, I often yeah. see you in the city. We live in the same yeah, city. Yeah, but, but it's the only one which I can do. I don't know, like any like ball games or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm really not able to do it. You know, I'm also to con conduct my body in a way where it could do the moves which need to be done. No, <laughs> which is and quite, it's funny. It's, it's, you know? it's really funny because like you actually you have a manual or physical job like playing a bass, for example. It is like it's more a man. It's also like a very manual, yeah, it's a physical, physical job. Uh, but probably it's just for the upper limbs. I mean, I said earlier when I'm interested, when I have interest, then I can do things. And I was never interested in sports, you know, very much. Mm -hmm. I never liked football or whatever kind of games. Mm -hmm. Just not In general, I, I always felt anything which 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 includes competition. Well, mm -hmm. always felt strange to me, you know, as a kid okay, already. Okay, interesting. And, and uh, <laughs> I have one memory from school, you know, when, when there would be like, you know, we are playing a game of, I don't know what, football, mm -hmm. and then teams are being chosen. Mm -hmm. I, I remember was, this painfully. I, yeah, <laughs> and I was always the last one. Nobody wanted to have me on that team, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was always the last one. And yeah, so... You know, there, there's always two sides of a coin. Mm -hmm. So I, I have my talents in certain areas, but then there's other areas where it's like just not happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I'm fine with it, you know. You definitely. never had problems with I was thinking what you just said, like everybody has a specific set of uh, abilities they have or like a certain setup of, of things they can do very well and things they can't do very um, well. And my question is, like, do you think if you would not have bec become a musician for any reason, what else would you have become with this same set? Or what else would you have liked to become if you had give, been given a different set of skills? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good, good questions. I mean, basically, maybe I, I would like to add something to this set, skill set mm -hmm. thing. In my case, I was very lucky that, you know, my parents already from like very early on 
they always took me seriously. Mm-hmm. So and 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 so they, you know, they they and and so they let me do things and they mm-hmm. let me try and learn and they always supported my ideas. You know, they never said no, you cannot do this or we want you to be like this. So I think that's a huge point in in this thing because sadly many people maybe you know if they are not as lucky with their parents they never come to find out what they what their talents are very you know. true so maybe we have we should say that and yeah i don't know i mean basically i i think i could have done anything mm-hmm. if you know if i felt if i would have felt that it's the right thing to do i i i would have made my way in any area but actually since i was i started playing music very early in life like around eight and i started playing bass which is my main instrument around 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and uh, at the latest when i when i started playing bass i really knew this is what i want to do you know mm-hmm. so actually the, you know i felt always felt like it's a, a huge privilege to have been knowing that so early in life so i never had to think about it you know and to answer your question i mean there was a time very short time in my life where i was considering maybe studying psychology i can see that you know but luckily i would say music always was stronger mm-hmm. my my love for music was always stronger than anything else And so, you know, psychology, but then I also thought, I mean, like I said, music was number one anyway. And then at some point I also thought, you know, maybe it's better to just stay a hobby psychologist <laughs> and not really know, you know, because yeah. at some point, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to explore psychology or like just to, to read about certain phenomena or find out about how things work in the human mind and, and soul and you know but at some point i thought maybe it's better not to know too much about it you know in I can, detail i can <laughs> see that we had our fair share of com- uh, conversations and communication about psychology yeah about humans human behavior yeah. human misbehavior like everything uh, actually i think most of the time we talk like besides music we will talk about like not people like in a bad way about people but like human behavior and um involvement and and these things so i can definitely see that um that that is that is something that you would have seen yourself doing and coming back to what you said earlier that your parents have always let you do what you wanted to do we also talked about that like also referring to my personal case that i think is awesome that you knew at that early age like you had this bass in your hand the first time and you were like oh, that's it Like you just knew it. Like yeah. it's not like you had to vamp, go go to school, like all that, and then make a decision <clears throat> at 19, like the situation a lot of kids are in today, 18, and then somebody forces you to make a decision for your life because you already had this in you. Yeah. And and you know what's so funny about it, like when I around 2001, when I was finishing school, you know, it was like, you know, I would talk to my friends from school. And so since it was so natural and so very clear and obvious to my to me you know what i would like to do and what i already have been doing mm-hmm. when i was still at school being a musician i was considering that it must be like that for everyone you know 
Oh. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, one thing maybe which we learn with, with age, <laughs> with <laughs> becoming older, is that we cannot assume that things which are natural to me, then they don't have necessarily to be natural for anyone else. Right. You know? um, but back then I was thinking, you know, and, and then we would talk and I would ask, you know, I would ask my friends like, hey, so now we're finishing school, you know, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What, what are you going to? And I was very surprised by how many people said, honestly, I don't have no fucking clue about it. I couldn't, I, I didn't expect, you know, so many of my friends, they really said, I don't know. This. And it was, for me, was very hard to imagine, you know, because I was, for me, was always like, okay, music is what I'm, you know, and, and, but this also, we can go back to what I said a moment, a few moments ago, like many don't have the chance to find out, you know. Mm-hmm. I can, I can totally see that. I saw that if you would have asked me with like 15 or 16, what do you want to become? I would have said, I don't know, like maybe a lawyer or a doctor or like a, a banker, like all these things that are prestigious that like from my cultural background or family background would have been seen to be um, to be achieved like for society and all that. Like, And, and I have to come late in life to, to a point in which I, I struggle and have to see, okay, like what do you really, what are you really about? What do you really want to do? And I can only imagine because i don't know i can only imagine what it's like at such an early age to know that already and walk in that purpose through life like you just know it like you are under the age of 10 and you already know like i'm going to be a musician i'm going to play bass even more it's not just like you already had your instrument and you just walk in that and your whole thinking your whole being can can be very focused and centered around this knowledge about self uh, which takes away a lot of irritation i would i would assume um for you yes maybe in general but but then from there you know there's still <laughs> there's still a million Options. things which also i or all of us still need to work on you know mm-hmm. definitely we just uh talked earlier about it that um when we started or when you started the podcast and we had this interview Oh, you had the interview with me, uh, so to say. Yeah, or, which was great. I can recommend <laughs> I can to recommend. everyone to listen to that episode. I was laughing well. a lot. I was talking very fast. Um, that um, with Corona, like it was at the very beginning of the pandemic, and mm-hmm. we were like, okay, like what's going to be like? What's life going to be like? And um, um, I'm I'm also thinking about what made people fit to deal with the situation. And we just talked like in the warm up and sound check, we talked about how um, going back to the set of skills that you have or the interest or you being a great networker, some people just have a broader, broader scope of things they can uh, do, which also feeds into what you just said. Uh, of course you play bass, but there is a lot around it. And that's actually what you do. Like you're an educator, um, you're an ambassador for music in uh, in our state, in the city. Uh, you're a band leader. You are a band member. You are <laughs> like very many different things. Um, and uh, even though it's all in the same field, it's, it is a broad uh, field. Yeah. And um, you told me that you are, um, I have to, I have to say it differently. I know that you're a very big fan of Shade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I could do one thing for you, I How know. How can you not be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Sorry, but how can how can anyone not be a f- fan of Shade? 
I have not met any, I have not met anybody who said like Shadir, I can't deal with that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know even you know I, I I know even some guys who are like really hard into death metal, like my, you know, <laughs> and, and even some of those guys where you would never think of of it, they love Shadir, and they would never say it in out in the open, you know. Yeah, that yeah. is. I know you're 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 a great fan, and you you would yeah. love to like have a musical project with her. And I, I looked up some of like the stuff she said in interviews, and there's a quote she said: uh, "I only make records when I feel I have something to say. I'm not interested in releasing music f just for the sake of selling something." And uh, as far as I understood, like you have something to say, like you're about to work on something. Uh, on on something that you have to say, not as a member of uh, another band, but like on your own stuff. Is there something you can tell us something about? Yeah, yes, I can. But but firstly, now that you mentioned Chade, there's <laughs> one thing also connected to this quote which you which you quoted. Actually, you, I think you know if we think about like you know what, what's music or why do we do music? <clears throat> I would say like. Actually, what what any musician, or at least for me, is like this: like, okay, what what what? Why why do we do it? And what's the purpose? And the purpose should be to tell a story. Mm -hmm. So, connecting to what she said, she would only record when she has something to say, makes perfect sense. But then again, considering the fact that she was she became world famous already in the eighties, mm -hmm. she's in a situation where she can deal with it in that way. Mm -hmm. Luckily, you know, there's one story oh, I read when, do you know her album Lover's Rock mm -hmm. from, I think, 2000 that, yeah. or 2001? And that was an album which she put out after a long break of no, of not releasing any new music. <clears throat> and like then, maybe 10 years, right? Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when she was doing promo, you know, for the album and she was asked about it and why, and she was, she got asked why the break was so long. Mm -hmm. And then she told the story that I think her aunt was terminally ill, oh. you know, sick. And, and, and that she stopped her whole career and everything. And now we have to imagine, I mean, it's mm -hmm. Shade. The fucking world star, fucking, <laughs> fucking big machine, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you, you just you cannot. I mean, it's not really easy to to say. I I have to stop it because I want to take care of of my aunt who's sick, mm -hmm. and she did it, mm -hmm. and she just said, you know, she stopped everything, mm -hmm. and she did not, and she didn't do any music or gigs or writing new songs for the time being where she was taking care mm -hmm. of her family member who was sick. And then her aunt, I think it is, she died. Mm -hmm. And when, after she died, then Shadi wrote this album, Lover's Rock, you know. Okay. And when I, I read know. this, I was even more impressed, you know, because in, in a situation like hers, where you are like, where you're really, you know, like a world star and, and, You have so many fans around the world and you have so many people working for in you. your organization, you know, mm -hmm. to just to, to be, yeah, to just say, okay, I mean, it's all fine, but there's something more important mm -hmm. right now. 
which I really need to do. And, and you know, I think that that's, that's a huge, uh, it takes a lot, lot of strength to do something like that. And in a way, it, it impressed me very much when I read this. And, but also, it, it, you know, it kind of did fit to, I mean, I never met her. Mm. I just know the music and maybe some interviews of which there are not many because she's not very much present. Yeah, in, she's in not like a, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but then, you know, it somehow it made sense, <laughs> you know, and I found it very beautiful. And then also listening to that album with, with, with this in mind yeah, having that made in mind. it even stronger. Yeah. You know? Before you, before you answer the question about like what you have yeah. to say, um, I think you can also connect with this because you're also a, a family and friends person. Like very much so. Yeah. I think you can relate very much with such a decision to kind of like prioritize um, private time or family uh, issues over other matters. Yeah, over career, money. I, I mean, everybody. Can, we can just talk about ourselves, mm -hmm. and it's different for everybody. But shit needs to feel right, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and no matter what it needs to feel good and it needs to feel right and it needs to i mean for me it's like in any way no matter what i do in any decision you know when i when i can take a decision coming from the heart in the end always things work out fine but anytime i didn't trust my mm -hmm. intuition I paid a price. <laughs> Let's say it like that. <laughs> I can I can understand that. And, <laughs> and it's okay too because it's you know it belongs to to the experiences we need to make but to me that would be the way to go always you know if I can make it. If you can do it right. Yeah, but like yeah. I think you are the type of person that mostly finds a way to to do exactly that. Yeah. And um I think that's beautiful. It's just a beautiful thing to live by that paradigm or to live by that standard of wanting that for oneself and for people around you. Yes. And uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, we need to, and I'm not saying that it was easy, you know, but we need to set, we need to set our own thing in a way where we could, can be, you know, where we can be okay mm -hmm. with ourselves and mm -hmm. with, with our lives and what we do and what we don't do. Because it's only then that we could can be able to also give mm -hmm. to others. Definitely. I think. And I mean, it's easier said than, than done, but it's possible also. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as we see. It's a, long, it's a long, long road, but it's possible. I think also like going into that and another episode that, in which you said that people nowadays, like the, I think you referred to, to them like the young people today, the young kids. like Yeah. It made me feel so old when I heard that, but then I was like, okay, damn, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, 40 plus, like I'm not yeah, really young. We, I mean, we still, of course, <laughs> you and me, you know, we, st we still feel in our spirit, we, we don't feel old, but I mean, we are in our 40s and it's a different, it's a different point in life than when we were 20 yeah, definitely. or 15, you know. Definitely. And what you were talking about is that um, nowadays, uh, Young people, they perceive music differently. They um, stream it. They don't have an album. They don't go into like listening to an album, the full concept. Um, like, I don't know if you did it. I did it. You saved your pocket money. You talk with your friends and oh, like, yeah. okay, this month I can buy this album and maybe you can buy this yeah. album and I can borrow it from doing you. That, yes. So we've been doing that. And I've been, I've been spending all of my money for music when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. All of it. And cinema. Cinema and music. And 
things come to mind, you know. I used to go to here in Wuppertal to the record store. Uh-huh. And uh, and some record stores, and then I, when something new came out, which I wanted to listen to, but I, I didn't have the money to buy it, you know. And then there was one store where when you listened for longer than five minutes, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, I was like 13, you know. When I listened to longer than five minutes, then they would say, hey, man, if you, you know, if you want to listen. Buy it. Buy it. It was very unfriendly. But then <clears throat> there was another store here in, in Wuppertal LP. And there were some guys, they were really cool, you know. They 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 could see that I really love it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they just, would just let me stand there and listen the whole album. <laughs> that's I think that's a big part of the musical education of those that are older. Like this kind of like gang feeling or you're going to a place where you feel home, like you're at home. Like not saying that you're not being understood, but like it's it's like a different type of home. You go there, you, you see like what is the new records. You kind of like talk with them, chit chat about like when is this and this band doing that. Yeah. And it, it, it was like a whole atmosphere that i think is nowadays like probably is coming back partially but like it's it's not there by just like clicking on spotify or itunes and just going to a particular song and the idea of having a whole album that is a concept like a whole construct i would want to say uh, similar to a book where you don't yeah. go and you just read read the fourth or fifth chapter but you read the entire book to understand yeah, or it like a movie or like a movie and um what i want to lead to is that you said that you had been um, identifying more with the artist, like when you knew what they did or like you were more about understanding like who they are as a person um, in ways to connect with the music. And that that is something that the young generation, the young kids um, nowadays don't do. And this is why I think it feels so perfectly into what you just said about Sade, like Mm -hmm. her making this decision um, is a prime example of exactly that. You had a, a high respect for her because she did this private decision, which had nothing to do with the, if you like a song or don't like a song. It is the attitude and what that person is um, about. Yeah, and uh, I think that is that is a nice thing if you if you reach that level that people like consider that or or talk about it. I don't know, like, what, what do you think if people look at you as an artist, like? Even if you have something, I'm, I'm making the bow to like what is coming up with for you. Um, what do you think? Uh, I can say, what do you think? Like, what would you? No, I, I'm going to say it that way. What do you think people um, can understand about you, or how do they perceive you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess different. You know, like because everybody has their way of perception. And of course, I mean that would be a question which you you know which actually should we should ask them, <laughs> yeah, better than me. But maybe it's known that I can play bass by now. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's you know, I mean it's I'm not very much occupied with it. Of course, I'm always very happy when somebody would tell me that they could feel, mm. not not you know. I mean, you, there's also in music, there's so many different levels. I mean, the one level is skills or what you can do, mm-hmm. but the other level is what you can say, what you can transport emotionally with the music. And I, I always feel very happy when somebody would tell me that they, you know, they felt they could feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe, you know, so I could touch somebody, somebody emotionally, you know. Mm-hmm. It means much more to me than when somebody would say 
oh, uh, you can play crazy. You play shit the craziest the licks, like you play uh, fast. And, and, and so, and if you look, you know, if you look at the way how I play, maybe this shows also because, I mean, of course, I I can, you know, I have my set of skills, but I was never very much focused on, you know, practicing ten hours a day in order to be able to do crazy shit, which I love, you know, when I, I don't know, when I look, when I listen to Marcus Miller or Richard Bona or Jaco Pastorius, I love it, mm-hmm. you know. But for me, when I was young, I mean, I did practice, but I, uh, there was so many other things which I wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. like just be together with my friends and also mm-hmm. have parties, you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and I don't know. And to come back to your question, I mean, there's many... I think there's as many perceptions of it as there's people who listen to it. And you would also, it could also happen that you find some who would say, uh, you know, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Especially when I was younger, it was very often the case that people dissed me and they said, ah, oh, you know, you think you are good, but you're not that good. And, you know, mm-hmm. like just putting it down. <clears throat> We but don't need this, that. But this is something different. This coming from a different place, you know. I mean, I made, when I was young, I made very often the experience that many people were envious, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think envy is a very dangerous and it's difficult dangerous. thing because it's a poison. Mm-hmm. It's a venom, you know. And when you, when you let envy take control in, in yourself, then... It goes in ways where it's just not, you know, it's not not a good thing to be. But I really don't know. You don't know. Yeah, we we would have to wait. It's just like I was thinking. Like it's is. I think somebody else asked me that one day. They asked me like, the day you die, what do you want to have people say about you? And I'm like, what type of question is that? <laughs> But then, like, I was, I was really, uh, at the first second, I was like, why do you ask me that? Like, why do you put something like this in the atmosphere? But then the longer I thought about it, it's like, okay, what are your standards? Like, what are you standing for in your life? And will that probably, or that will most likely lead to how people perceive you after you're gone? Like, what was, what type of person was she? And it kind of like, like preparing for this, I, it reminded me of, of, of this, like, what do you stand for as a person? And do people always see um, who you are as a person? And what are the means you have yeah. to express that? It's, it's yeah, maybe, you know, if we, if we go at it from that from that point of view maybe it's easier for mm-hmm. me to give an answer yeah I mean I said earlier okay you know I think music is for me for my experience in my life I would say music is the most powerful connector mm. we have because I mean you can sit together with people I had situations where I was playing a gig with someone in Russia. With the, I was in Russia and there was a band, they needed a bass player. Mm-hmm. And I was happened to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and they said, hey, can you, can you help out? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, you know, and then I, <laughs> I, just, I learned uh, one set of music on the spot and then we played a gig a couple of hours later. Amazing. You know, and I wasn't, but funny is about it, like I was not, I mean, there were three band members and two of them were, could talk English, speak English, but one didn't. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I was not able to talk to her in words, but we played music and it was excellent. You know, we had no no issues whatsoever in, in communicating through music. So 
It's an ultimate mm. language. Like music is like the ultimate language. I think so. Yeah. And so, you know, if you ask like, you know, how, how do you want to be seen or what should people remember? Mm. It would be that. Like, you know, I, I, I think at some point I noticed that through the things I used to be doing already in a young age, And we just felt natural to me, you know, I was always, I, I love and I like to connect people to each other mm -hmm. and, and then just enable them to come together and do something together, be productive and do whatever. And sometimes I'm a part of it, you know, I, I'm involved and I, I create along them, but sometimes I'm not and I just can Yeah, you just put it together. <laughs> I put it together, and then I can, I can, I can see from the distance what's happening. Um, yeah, that that's something which is very important to me, and also in general, just to to be good, you know, and be do things which which can be a help mm -hmm. to myself, but also to somebody else who feels attracted by it, you know. Mm -hmm. So. And and the connection thing is actually very important because I like I said I always like to just connect people and because I'm I, I like to be in touch with people and to meet new people and if I can help for something to take place or to happen I'm I'm very glad to do so and then at some point I realized that actually you know me as a bassist the bass has the same role in music mm -hmm. bass in music is like a glue. To, which which glues the other parts together right and and so and once because when i when i started to play bass it just felt right to me it mm -hmm. felt like this is my thing i was trying playing other instruments before but when i when i played bass for the first time i knew okay this is my instrument and then several years later i noticed you know the connection thing and also the simil the, the similarity or it's not similar it's the same you know We, if we talk about okay, what's your what, what's your task mm -hmm. on this planet during the time you are alive? Yeah, then I would say um, mine is to connect, you know. And when I noticed that the the role of the bass in music is also to connect, and then I put it all together, you know, in in the context of my life, it it made also playing bass much easier for me, you know. It's very interesting. <laughs> so that would be maybe one thing, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I think connecting i definitely see you like that like you're very you talk a lot like with people you're very open like if somebody has a question i just know you that way that you would answer the question you would say if i can yeah is this possible or i was just about to say that or you say like i can't do nothing for you or i this can't be done like always from a very honest and and um upright perspective and and i i like that like even when we met i think we met um do you remember where we met I don't remember where, but I remember the situation. Okay. I think we met, uh, we met like the first time we, we physically met was at um, Klangart Festival, Schofield concert. Ah, yeah. Um, and you kind of like tapped yeah. me on my shoulder, like, hey, like you are Martina. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what is going on? And it was uh, Schofield playing. Um, yeah, with Dennis Chambers and Andy exactly. and, and Hess. Andy and Hess Abby on Botnik. bass. Yeah, exactly. Über Jam. 
Exactly. It was we, a great show. It was a it was an awesome show. I, I just happened uh, to be there because of Dennis because I know him, and then but but it was really hello Dennis. <laughs> Hi Dennis. Yeah, and uh, what I remember is that you were very open and you directly. Uh, we we kind of like stayed in contact and and in touch, like very intense uh, touch. And you had, you have the same thing that I have. You can be very captivated, uh, like by people. Like you're so interested yeah. in people yeah. that you can like want to be in connection with them and communicate and learn everything about them, um, whatever realm it is. And and I think this is something that we have in in common. And it was yeah. the same thing back then. Like we just whoo. yes, and I you know I remember now. That like before we met for the first time, of course I, I somehow, I you know I, I was aware of you mm -hmm. through Facebook or whatever because I think we were we were friends, friends. Yeah, you know, somehow like I think social I media asked you. before. Yeah, and so I could you know so I could get a feeling from that from what I was seeing, and it just felt, you know that. Yeah. She's not a maniac. <laughs> yeah, it just felt good, you know, to me. And and then and this is really because if you would ask me, like you did ask you asked me before, like what 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 would you be doing if mm -hmm. you would not be a musician? Or you also mentioned that I do many different things, but basically they are all based on the same. They are everything what which I would do, be it playing bass in a band or be it educating or be it connecting. It's all coming from the same source, mm -hmm. and it's for me it's very much based on on feeling how it feels, you mm -hmm. know, and also with people, you know. When I meet people, with some you just have a certain feeling that it just know, clicks at you. Yeah, that it would be a good fit, and and that happened to to mm -hmm. both of us a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I also had some, you know, I had funny in the past also when I was younger, but it still it can happen today as well. You know, sometimes sometimes you see someone for the first time, mm -hmm. for like just a few, you see somebody playing on stage or you just see somebody not even talk to them. But you have an, I had an intense feeling that this person would be important to me in mm -hmm. the future. You mm -hmm. know, sometimes it just happens like that. And mm -hmm. I think this, This kind of vibes is something to where, where I always love to pay attention very closely, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because I think this is, at least for me, I mean, this is the basis for everything. I understand that. I concur. Um, I think with me, it, it came with playing the bass. Like, I, it, for me, like the bass playing was more like connecting with the side of me, like, because I'm a very rational brain person. Everything is to be analyzed, structurized, and, and all that. Like, you have that side too. Like, you, you're yeah. a very strong brain analyzer. And the, the bass kind of like unlocked this part of, okay, like, there's something like intuition, like, you can have a feeling about something. And, and since then, like, it's it's evolving. I'm still on the way to get where you are. But I, I yeah, can, but I, I'm on the way too. I understand this. <laughs> I understand this feeling, though. Like, I understand this feeling that you, you see somebody and you directly, it locks. It's not only clicking, like, it locks. And you just know, like, this person's going to be with me for a very long time. Or this encounter is going to um, change something change something in my yeah. life like yeah. and and that's uh that's a beautiful feeling like yeah. now I, i would say the first times i have been kind of afraid of it because it kind of spooked me out and then when you when you embrace it like for me because it came so late in my life like when you embrace it it's like that's awesome like you just yeah. have to dip into it yeah and for me it came very early 
after having made some experiences and it always turned out to be right, mm -hmm. you know, then uh, I didn't question it anymore, you know. And then, so when it happens today, which still happens, mm -hmm. I just say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm very grateful because, you know, in the end, like, like we, like we also said, I think earlier, you know, we, we could choose, you know, which way to go, what to do. But this is, connect I mean, for me, I was chosen by music. Mm -hmm. I would put it like that. So music is kind of the instrument, you know, mm -hmm. but there's a, there's a task to fulfill. Mm -hmm. um, Interesting. And, and so the path someone would choose is their way to fulfill what they, what is here for them to do mm -hmm. during their time here. I, at least I think that, yeah. And, and it's, it's, And, and so for me, like also what we have been saying, you know, what I said, like being a connector mm -hmm. and this being a very, my task, I think then, you know, anytime when I, when I'm connected to somebody and it feels like that, mm -hmm. I'm just really grateful, you know, because I, I think I can spend time alone very well, you oh, know, yeah. and sometimes I really need to be alone also, you know, need to be just Mm -hmm. not listening to anything, not taking any calls, you know. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I think no matter what we want to do, we cannot do it alone. So we need to... Wise words here. Yeah, I think so. You know, and, and we need to connect to others because it's only then that we get enabled to, to do things mm -hmm. and to, to create, to do whatever. I mean, of course you can do things alone, but... Uh, It's much more fun to do it together with others. And yeah, it's more fun. And I also think the results are very different. Yeah. And, and, you've, yeah, and you can experience and learn so much in the process. Yeah, I think it's an awesome feeling. Like, I, I think mm -hmm. the same thing. Like, if you're really connected with somebody, it's, it's, like, it's like a floating feeling to me. And you have this, this feeling of being more than one. Like, it's just, it's just a different feeling that kind of carries me a lot of times like when i have this situation it just carries me and makes everything very easy i would say yeah and also sometimes you know it's very it's of a huge value also to yeah to get insights into different perspectives mm -hmm. because sometimes other people can make me see things which i cannot see from my point of view And, and this is a very, some, also something I'm very grateful for because I also think like, you know, change in, in the course of a life, change is very important, being open and willing to mm -hmm. change. And change can only happen when you learn and when you make experiences. And this is something which, yeah, which, which, where it's very helpful to be connected in that process to other people yeah i think but it, it has it, you know have to be the right ones <laughs> as well point there. yeah um, i mean we you know i don't know i mean you you asked me also earlier what what do other people how do other people perceive you and i said i don't really know and i mean i know for for that for for those which i'm connected to mm -hmm. but you might also find people who would say that they don't like me and mm. or they don't feel it and i'm fine with that because then we are we're just not at the same wavelength you know mm -hmm. 
Or they so. have never really met you. Like I, I think the background yeah, of the yeah. That's oh, the question is, is probably like I, I always get or I often get like people that like me, but on the other side, there's people that think I'm arrogant or like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm dominant or yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm super um, I don't know very upfront and I'm too harsh and and all that like a lot of things that I can see, but then on the other side, once they I know this only because once they have looked behind what they thought they were seeing. Then they see what is really happening and then they come, oh, I thought you were this and this. So this is how I know that. And I, I, f I felt like you maybe having the same experiences. Yeah, somebody. very often. Yeah. yeah. So w what is it <laughs> you get the most? I don't know. I mean, I would say like, you know, if, if somebody is really interested to get to know me and find out how I am, what I'm about, it's definitely possible. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I'd say the same thing. I'd definitely say the same thing. <laughs> It's very much possible. But some people, they just want to have their perceptions which are not based in reality. And, and, and in, that case, in cases like that, it doesn't matter what I would do to convince them that I'm not like they think I am because mm -hmm. they want to, you know... When I was younger, I always thought like I have to let everybody see no. it's not like that. But like once you understand it's not like if that. You, yeah, if you try to go that way, then you, you know, lose. Just you crazy. just lose. It's crazy. No, that's what I would say. Like you'd, I'm very grateful for all those where I was able to connect and to find something mutual, something which is, you know, where, where you could, can share and where you have trust. And for all the others which maybe don't feel that way, It's cool, you know. Mm. So then they, they, hopefully they find something else, somebody else, you know. Yeah. <laughs> where, where they have it, this type of feeling. And it's not my obligation to, you know, I, I, I never thought too much about it. Like how I never wanted to be loved by everyone. Of mm -hmm. course, we all need love and we want to be loved. Yeah. But, but it was no, you know, for me, it's not, what I do is not depending on how it's perceived in the outside. Of course, I'm always very happy and, and grateful to find out, you know, when somebody, when I can touch somebody or somebody can mm -hmm. connect to what I do, that's an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. but, but if that's not the case, it doesn't change the thing for me, mm -hmm. you know. Who's somebody you would say that had like a, a great impact on you or gave you a great advice, like somebody in your life? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a huge list. Yeah, I, I can it's imagine. Very big, Pick one. <laughs> ah, it's impossible. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's really many people. Mm -hmm. Some of them I know. Mm -hmm. Some of them I never met. Okay, that's that's very interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, especially now in, with, with the internet and with with all the information being out in mm -hmm. the open, we have the chance to listen to interviews or i don't know whatever and then there there's some people where really you know where where, where you can just take things in and where it's re really helpful mm -hmm. and not just in music actually in, in all areas of life but there's of course also many people uh, my friends or mm -hmm. uh, i when i was younger i also did have some mentors in, mm -hmm. in music who really helped me a lot and opened things mm -hmm. for me and showed me. But actually, if you, 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 you ask me to pick someone, yeah, I, I, I could pick the people I, I 
I'm connected to in music the most right now. And mm -hmm. the, uh, one would be Henrik Freischlader. Mm -hmm. And the other ones would be my friends from, from the Royal Street Orchestra. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the, the two bands I'm, you know, I'm playing with mm. mostly for the last couple of years. And, and yeah, and, and I, I, I could definitely pick the, uh, those. Pick those. Friends. Yeah, because, because, you know, of course we are playing music together, but also we are connected as friends and we go on the road and we experience mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. with each other. You know, we are there for each other when we're happy, when we're sad, when things go well, when they don't go well. And I, I could definitely say that I did learn a lot from, from both, from Henrik and also from my friends in the Royal Street Orchestra. Mm, very long-lasting, uh, yeah. stable friendships. Both like, of them, yeah. yeah. You talked in uh, former episodes about um, how the Royal Street Orchestra is still the same um, Uh, a group of people after with, 12 years after 12 years with one, <laughs> with one edition <laughs> like, yeah yeah uh, you mentioned that so um I, i can see that i can definitely see that yeah but there's really many and and also maybe you know there, there's different and i mean you know yourself we go through different phases in yeah. life and then each phase asks for something different what you need to learn oh yeah in order to go to be able to continue and there has been a lot you know i mean if i would start you know we would not stop we would have to we make could, 20 could episodes make one, <laughs> could talk one hour only about that but there's many mm. people i i really i'm very grateful mm. to and I, I imagine we have them. met I, i imagine we have met some of them like uh, digitally in the podcast And yeah, I imagine we're yeah. going to meet some more in the next uh, season of your podcast. Hopefully, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really like the format because you learn so much about the people, but also like about you and how the connections are. Like, as, as we mentioned before, like it's talking spirits and it is a very specific format Where, where you invite people that you actually know, that you like, love, people that you have been working with. And it makes it very special because it, it feels like an invitation on your couch. I'm, I'm sitting on your couch right now and it feels like friends are talking um, and there's just a microphone on. And yeah. I like this. I like this format very, very much. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was actually the idea because I was thinking, looking back, I mean, I'm 40 now. I mm -hmm. will turn 41 very soon. September and thinking back of the time I've been in music, which is now close to 30 years and, and how many people I was able to meet, you know, mm. and how many amazing people I, I was able to meet. And then we used to have these conversations, you mm -hmm. know, which was very often very, eye-opening you know and, and very helpful especially music sometimes you know when you when you get together with someone who, who you can learn from this ho happens very often more through conversation than mm -hmm. through actually playing music together okay for me and and yeah and so that was the idea because i was uh, remembering you know so many wonderful encounters and conversations i was able to have which which were so valuable to me that I felt like it would be amazing to share them with even more people. And, and that's how this, this project or this idea came about. 
Campbell. And yeah. I, I think by now, you know, we, we did a quite okay job. Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> did, you did an amazing job. You did an amazing job. Like, what is it that, that you would have liked to know before you had started this podcast? I, I, I mean, I saw you now. I'm, I'm, I'm in your studio. Um, there's a lot of equipment now. Uh, but like, besides like, or even technical, whatever, like, what would you have liked somebody to tell you before you started the podcast, really? I don't know, really, because, I mean, of course, you know, one thing, because actually I had the idea, my my usual plan was, okay, I I, I want to do it. I mm -hmm. felt, again, with this, same as with anything else, it just felt like something which I would love to do, and it felt right to mm -hmm. do it, you know. And as usual with anything, if I feel, if I have this kind of feeling, I just go for it and I just start somewhere. You know, I start with zero and I just see where it takes me. And so my usual, my, my original idea was, okay, I want to do it and I want to really do one episode every week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I recorded the first season, season yeah. Record, record the first season and then um, when I you know, editing and working and preparing for release. Then I noticed that I really had underestimated how much time it takes, how much work it is. And so that was when I realized, okay, if I, if I really want to do this every week, then it's a full-time job. I can, it's impossible, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm still a musician and I still have other things I love to do and I need to do and I want to do. And so that's why, why it's going in seasons. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing, mm -hmm. you know, where I, I really did underestimate how much work it was. Okay. Of course, this has also, this is also better by now because, you know, with experience and then you get some more tools and equipment, which makes it easier, makes, yeah. makes it possible to do things faster. But that was one crucial thing. And apart from that, I think sometimes... I, I think it was perfect because I, I, I started like with my guts were very mm. naively, let's mm -hmm. say. But for me, this is mostly a good thing to do, you know. Mm. Sometimes very good not to know too much before. Exactly. And to just, <laughs> yeah, really. And to just find thought. out, find out yeah. why you do it, you know. Yeah. It might, it might prevent you from doing it at all if you know too much. Like I think this, this, this naive, naivety, that, or na how you say this word, naivety that you have, it can help you um, kind of like take on challenges that, that might, if you look clearly at them, might be a little bit too like wide or big or whatever. And, and if you just start. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I like to you. just do it, you know, and then see what happens. Also one thing, you know, which I can say is like, I was thinking about like, you know, how, how long should an episode be? Mm -hmm. And my feeling from the start was like that. I don't want to put it, I don't want to really put a limit to it, you know. Of course, okay, at some point I said, okay, like let's let's go with like one hour. Mm -hmm. But it could also be longer than okay. that. Or it can also be shorter. But I didn't, so, some people used to say to me, yeah, maybe you should do like 30 minutes because then if you do 30 minutes in each episode, then people, more people would be listening, you know, because mm. the attention span of people is not... Yeah. as it used to be anymore and so on and so on. But for me, it was like, if I would do 30 minutes, then it's impossible to, to really go mm -hmm. 
deep, you know. The natural flow of the conversation yeah. is just gone if you know that you have just have 30 minutes. It's like a yeah. meeting, it's not a conversation. Yeah, and so, you know, like from from uh, from a commercial point of view, it might make sense. It could make sense to say, okay, I will do like short episodes, but then I would not be able to, to, to really do what it's about. Mm -hmm. And so I just said, okay, fuck it. You know, we mm -hmm. just do like what we do and let's go for one hour. But mm -hmm. if an episode should be two hours, it's cool. If, if it's interesting, you know, and if, if the guest has a lot to share, which is, which is good for people to know, mm -hmm. then, then an episode can be two hours. And funny, funnily enough is like the most successful mm -hmm. episode by now is the second longest. Okay, interesting. You know, with Klaus Fischer, with my interesting. friend. Interesting. Which which proves Klaus, yeah, I know, I know Klaus. Yeah, but the, which proves that my my that my initial feeling was right, you know? Mm -hmm. Just just and I and I also think this is for me there's a huge problem that you that that we try to put things in forms and mm. a song should not be longer than mm. three minutes and 20 seconds shit, yeah you know? yeah it's, it's really bullshit i understand it like from the expect uh, expectation point of view that um you you want to have like a certain format people are used to having introduction and the guests then the questions and this sub format and then it's end and you just have a, a menu that you can consume Uh, I want to say every Monday because you just know this is the exact same thing I can do when I'm in on the I don't know treadmill in the fitness studio. But it it for my personal taste and I think that's where we agree um, also. It takes away from this natural flow of a conversation yeah. and and where you where you want to lead. Who who is somebody that might lead to the longest episode that will ever be done? Like who's a guest that that you could see or that you would want to have like or dead alive? I don't know. Like anybody you'd say like I can talk with that person probably for hours. Like oh, <laughs> except they, for Shade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's also many, of course. You know, huh? I don't know. It's very difficult to pick names here again. You know? Yeah, it's. Uh, But I, I can, I can say this much. I mean, I have a list of potential yeah. guests which I, who I would love to have on the yeah. show, and on the list is about 300 names. Damn. You know? I don't know. I mean, there's really many. Yeah. I would okay. love to have Sheree Reed on, for instance. Yeah. I can, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. It's, Or somebody like Keziah Jones yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's many people. There's, yeah. there's an endless, endless list in my mind. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Would it, would it take away like from like you now having people that you know you have worked with or they are friends of you, of yours and um, like taking it to a, like the podcast is doing very awesome, like in the charts and everything. So um, I guess more uh, audience and all that's that. like, okay yeah 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 i i think it develops like it developed very very uh, good for, for being what it is yeah and um like opening the concept to people that you would love to talk with but have never really worked with or um yeah been friends with or anything yeah definitely We on that list which i mentioned there's also many people Where I feel a connection, or I have respect for what they do, yeah. <clears throat> but we have not talked yet. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course, it would be important that I have some kind of connection. 
so that I like w what somebody's doing or I feel impressed by their Do you life have appreciation story you know? or like something some I mean there needs to be something but when 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 this when this is present of course it mm -hmm. would be possible and they yeah. like I said I mean there's a huge list <laughs> Yeah. Let so. me know. Let me know if I can do anything for you. If there is somebody on the list, I, I might know. I, oh, I could think so. Yeah, I, I would do my best because I, I strongly support the former. <laughs> you know that already. You know that we we have touched a topic a lot of times, but we have not really gotten to it. I I open with the um, quote of Shade uh, saying that she um, like she releases the music when she has something to say and you're about to have something to say or you already have something to say and you're about to to do something that people can't listen to probably yeah so Hopefully. what is that <laughs> what, yeah i know you like <laughs> yeah i plan to do a solo album mm -hmm. which is something which has been on my mind for uh, let's say 20 years mm -hmm. close to 20 years now so i have there's some songs already which have been written and some ideas and I, I it always was with me but I never felt like okay now is the time to really try and do it and uh, this has changed a couple of months ago because this uh, covid situation has put all of us musicians in a very different situation that than what we have been used to mm -hmm. before And so on one hand, I felt like, okay, since there will not be many gigs for for at least the rest of 2021, so there would be a lot of time. And then at the same time, I feel like maybe I w would be ready mm -hmm. to be up to it, you know, because this is, I mean, honestly, you know, I don't think there's many people waiting for something like this for a solo album mm -hmm. from myself, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not something which, you know, again, this project, it's, it's not something which I would do for the sake of su success or mm -hmm. clicks or sales or whatever, but because I really f do it because... Uh, I feel that there's something I would like to say. And also, I mean, it will it will not be a strict solo album because it will include many guests, other musicians, friends. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I mean, I just I started to combine, you know, to collect ideas and mm -hmm. see what uh, what should be on it and what should not be on it, maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, yeah, it would be like a journey of different you know different uh, aspects aspects mm -hmm. of my life and and my musical life too you know and connected to the great pleasure to have many friends playing with me on it who I have been connected to for the last 15 20 years looking at that it, it can be everything and nothing like um what i mean is like <laughs> you have so many friends you're connected with you have played so many different styles i mean i made like maybe one limit limitation mm -hmm. um i think metal will not be a part of it <laughs> okay for two reasons i've been doing so much of this that i feel like i mean i i will not say i will never do it again but uh There's so much that, you know, I feel like, okay, I've said enough in this mm -hmm. this area. And then also, 
you know, it, it would not, uh, maybe it would not be really fitting to all the other things mm. which are going on. And But there might be some rock <laughs> still. I mean, I, I still like, you know. I, I know, like, I know. <laughs> I, like, I like intensity also in musical ways. Yeah, but apart from that. Mm. You like versatility too. Like, I think... I, Like it's not many people out there that that are so versatile in in what they do. I think I have heard some of the most beautiful um, hum, uh, uh, melodies on a fretless bass from you, as well as I've heard oh, some of the you. punchiest um, uh, rock <laughs> stuff being played, and it's all coming from the same person. And there's a, a whole bunch between that. So I, when I, when you say like I have a new project, like I can think about everything because there is not really anything I can think you not being engaged in and not doing. Yeah. So um, there's, there's, it's just one aspect of you. Like some people just go into one direction and you have all these different things in you. So um, I'm very much looking forward to to seeing what is what's going to happen. Yeah, me too. You know, and But this is also funny because, I mean, there's very different ways of choosing a path in music. And I didn't choose it like I never... I never. I mean, I I did I didn't make the conscious choice that I want to be a musician and I want to play music. But I never said like, okay. I I mean, of course, when I was like 15, there was a couple of years where I was like, I'm I'm metal only, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that was uh, connected to teenage years where mm -hmm. it was important to be like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But very soon after this, it it really opened up because as a kid before mm -hmm. the, the teenagers, I was already listening to a huge variety of music and I loved all of it, you know. And then it just it just opened up and it didn't I, I never I mean I, I got attracted, you know, at certain points in my life I got attracted by mm -hmm. a certain style of music mm -hmm. or by a certain expression. Mm -hmm. And then I felt it I felt drawn to it to to explore it and to learn how to play it. Mm -hmm. But it always evolved naturally. I mean, I can very much understand and I can see people who choose to go to be only in one musical style, you know. That's perfectly fine if it feels right for them to do so. Yeah, definitely. But for me, just like the way how my life is, you know, mm -hmm. it would not just it would just not be natural to to limit myself to one thing because I really love so many different mm -hmm. musical styles. I mean, if you would... Uh, check out my record collection or what I listen to, mm -hmm. there's really everything on it. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way as I love to listen to a huge variety, it also just felt natural mm -hmm. to play a huge variety of musical styles. And I think like every time you do something different, it allows a different perspective on yeah. music and on life because any musical styles is always connected to cultural factors and, and and to how how the ones who play it where they're coming from how they live their life and mm -hmm. i find this type of background knowledge mm -hmm. very interesting mm -hmm. and i'm very happy always when i have the chance you know to dive in in in, in a new culture a new new way mm -hmm. of expression you know mm -hmm. and so that's why why it's just natural to do but it's challenging though you know i think uh challenges when you play something which you are not very familiar with uh, the task is to play it 
in an authentic way. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I so know exactly what I have <coughs> some pictures or videos in my mind, ultimately pulling up of people like being, I know, being from a certain style, playing a different style. And you can just always hear it through and you want to have this, um, yeah, this authentic feel or like the respect to the genre. Or yeah, and then respect to what was there before, you know. Yeah. And also respect to the circumstances, you know, yeah. what, what is, where it's coming from. And this is also something, you know, which I think music or actually any kind of artistic expression is always like a display of a moment in time mm -hmm. and of a society of mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm, yeah, and I think this these aspects are very important and they need to pay need to be paid attention to and taken care of, you know. But for me, it's like, you know, I just lo love it. And I, but, but of course, you know, there's also some, some musical styles where I just don't feel that I belong there. Like, like what is an example of that, for example? Yeah, for instance, like Latin, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. I know how a Latin group works and I can play mm -hmm. it. I can execute it, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just don't. And of course, you know, I, I like Buena Vista Social Club a lot Definitely. too, you know, yeah. but, but I, I still don't, don't feel like, you know, if, if I would be called for a Latin gig, I would pass it on to somebody who really is at home there mm -hmm. because it just, uh, I mean, I don't, there's very difficult to describe it, but some, some things, some music just vibes with you mm -hmm. and other things they just mm. don't in in that way mm. and so i can relate to that like the yeah. last episode i think you, you talked about music always being around in your house yeah um and that your parents didn't um, play instruments themselves uh, but that they had always music in the house and you were exposed to that music yeah. and, and the wide variety um of it and i think that's that's a beautiful It's just a beautiful thing because it makes you versatile. Like in listening, it's it's ear training, it's it's melodies, and you you kind of like pick up a lot of different styles as opposed to just being in one genre. Like you come from a metalhead household, and then everybody <laughs> just does that one thing. Yeah, and uh, you know what's so funny about it? It's like with some things. How can I put it? You know, there are some music styles where you really need to. How can I say it? We are all accustomed to what we grew up with and what we are socialized with in a musical way. And then when you when you get to hear to listen to something new and you want to try to play it, then with some things it's actually easy because mm -hmm. they are they can be connected easily to what you already know. Yeah. But then there's also other things where the essence is so different that mm -hmm. you first thing you need to do is you need to teach yourself or mm -hmm. your brain and your ears how to listen to it mm -hmm. in the first place, you know, okay. before you can start understanding what's happening there. We could take, as examples, we could take Indian music. Mm -hmm. When you compare it to music we are used to listen to, mm -hmm. it's very different, you know, because there's... Uh, Rhythmically, is very different. Complex, also. Much more complicated. Mm. And then also, uh, harmonically, it's very different because mm -hmm. we have like microtones, quarter tones. Mm -hmm. And this is something also in Arabic music, you know, when yeah. you listen to Arabic music, you have also different grooves 
which are not only four four, mm -hmm. and you have uh, quarter tones <laughs> and microtones, and this is something. There's a very fine uh, nuances, you know, and, and you need to you need to teach your system mm -hmm. to notice the differences, you know. Yeah. And the, this is any time it happens is amazing. Mm -hmm. And you can, I mean, basically, we could take any st style of music, any style of music, and, yeah. and you would find things which are really crucial and which you are not familiar with. And mm -hmm. and this is I when that happens, I feel like a kid, you know, in a candy store. Or mm -hmm. like in, you know, mm -hmm. wow, wow, this is also new, possible. It's a new thing. <laughs> and, and it all, and, but, any but it all comes back to, you know, how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, I read this in a, in a book too, that music is the only thing that can, um, as far as this scientific book said, is the only thing that can um, make you or can evoke the same emotion in you over and over. And that that is the secret why people listen to certain songs over and over again, because a certain cadence of or a certain part of the song just like ramps up a certain emotion in you. And no matter how often you hear it, like it, it can always, it has the potential to always release the same emotional yes. answer. Yes. And one example for it is like when you, let's say you listen to something which you used to love 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And maybe you are not into it as much as you used to be. Mm -hmm. But when you listen, you can still remember mm -hmm. you, you, the memories of the time when you were into it very much. Mm -hmm. They come immediately. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I think this is the case because music actually, you know, music connects to all senses. Mm -hmm. Not just hearing or listening yeah. or watching. It connects to everything. And mostly, most importantly, the emotional side which is mm -hmm. as i have, have already said which is for me the most crucial anyway mm -hmm. yeah and and you know i think what, what you know what a gift music is music is for all of us yeah so. I, i just talked to um someone like two hours ago maybe there was uh that is actually in a in high function in the german association for dementia and oh. neurological um situations and we were talking about a campaign we want to do and how music can bring back memories can bring back like whole um repertoires of movements and all that just by like listening to this piece of music like there's one very famous example of this ballet dancer who did um swan lake And she listened to the music and out of a sudden she, she, the entire choreography, like this woman was in a wheelchair, like the entire choreography was there again. She did it in perfect timing and they put, they juxtaposed a video of Swan uh, Lake to it. Uh, or another example of a woman um, that was a pianist and she said like, I, I don't know how to play it, but then they played like the first, I think the first bar and she started and then she, she, It was like a record. And that is, I think that is just so amazing about yeah. music. It's fascinating. Also, there's a lots of aspects of musical therapy, yeah. you know, for different conditions. Mm -hmm. And I can, if I just take it to myself, you know, I can definitely say that music was a healer for me, mm -hmm. for my life, you know, and, and helped me tremendously to deal with uh, trauma from the war, for instance, or also other issues and problems which I encountered in my life. And so I, I think this is very it's a very crucial aspect yeah. and and it's it's a one one of many powers which music definitely has yeah yeah i think as soon as you can connect to it and you don't just see it as entertainment and you let it be 
with you. I mean, it can be entertainment too. I, yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with it's entertainment. nothing wrong, but it has like it has more in it than than just being that song on the radio, that song in the club. It, it can really like do that. You talk about musical th um, therapy, um, or like a lot of different things that we, well, like a, some people may. I mean, your listeners are maybe aware of it because most of them are musicians or related to music somehow. Uh, but we we don't know. We uh, we don't know. So, um, yeah, but that, that's why I said, you know, I, I know that it did that or it's still doing that for me. And I know this to be true for many uh, friends or other musicians I'm connected with. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you listen to some, or I mean, l let's talk about jazz, you know, <laughs> how did jazz came to be? Why, you know, how, how did it happen? And of course, evolution of, of jazz music in the beginning was definitely a therapy for all the guys who mm -hmm. did it and girls, you know, and girls. In, in times of racial segregation in, in the States, of course. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I know it's like surely one part of it. Yeah, and a very crucial one. Yeah. Or blues. Yeah. You know, same. Yeah, definitely. That's actually types of music I'm, I'm very drawn to. Yeah, and what I, just, I what I think very often right uh, nowadays is like that. It's a it's kind of pity that you know those roots are very often not really paid attention to anymore mm -hmm. by people who play now. Mm -hmm. It's the background understanding. That's what like what we talked earlier about, like having an understanding of like what time does the music come from, like what what place was the artist at, like what was the music in its context, and not just looking at it as a solitary solitary piece of something. Like I, I think this also happens a lot with with hip hop music, with rap music, yeah. with, with rock music, even like with a lot of music that we look at nowadays. It has been there forever. We know this song for forty years, for thirty years, but like looking at it closely now. In its context, at that time, you understand how revolutionary it was because of one of many aspects, either the message it had or the technique that was used. Or Yeah, but this always goes together. Yeah, you I know, think so it's, too. It's, there's all of those factors are always, um, yeah, they are influencing each other. Yeah. But, but maybe that's what I wanted to say, you know, that I think like the social aspect And, and the aspect of music or art being a display of social circumstances and situations. It's just not, at least in the mainstream, it's not as present anymore as it used to be, mm -hmm. you know, this aspect. And I find that quite sad, to be mm -hmm. honest, because you, you said it earlier, you know, entertainment. I mean, now entertainment is a huge part of it. And yeah, the societal context. Yeah, it's, it's just not as present as it used to be, there's from my lot, point of view. There's a lot of quantitative uh, aspects that are now being taken into consideration, like even at the labels, like which music is going to be brought out, what music music is going to be um, put on the market, and I think it has changed a lot since. Or in the times of music, like even from 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, like it's 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 a sign of the times. And I think we are at the moment in times that are very 
fast living, very quantitative. It's about selling. How many Instagram followers do you have? How many minutes do you stream? Does your video have 500 million views or 1 billion views? Yeah. Um, and that's a whole different game. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it has nothing to do with music. I think, you know, this development started, actually started in the 80s with the rise of MTV. Mm -hmm. Because when they started producing video clips, Mm -hmm. For music, yeah, it was the first moment in history that the picture, the visual aspect of it became more important than the actual music itself. Mm -hmm. And so that, yeah, that started a motion, which mm -hmm. is now on a whole different level mm -hmm. with everything you just described. Yeah, and I mean, of course, there are also some some advantages to it, but there's a lot which I really don't like that much because mm -hmm. it's taking away from from what it's actually it what it actually it is about you know mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time you know what can we do we it no. I mean I cannot it would not change my love towards mm -hmm. music and what I want to do mm -hmm. I would say like a conscious choice about what music you listen to like I always say about myself I have musical Tourette because Yeah, first of all, I don't I don't like to listen to radio. That's, yeah, I, that's, that's, I mean you cannot listen to radio in Germany because it's it's there's actually like ninety nine percent of everything which is played in radio, the big radio stations is just not listenable. Yeah, and even if it's listenable, like it's it's hyper repetitive. It's not as repetitive as in the States, like where I often am, but like there you would actually have the same song, like I would be just in the car. And you would have the same song 10 times within one day. And I'm not driving 10 hours. I'm, I'm driving like just like several times a day, but it's just, they play the same song and it's, and it's never played, played fully. It's out of context. I have the same issue with classical music. I come from playing recorder in orchestra. I played viola for a time. I have oh, this, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like for, for the orchestra, they wanted a viola and a double bass. And at that time, I was like, man, I'm not stupid. Like, what the fuck I want to learn double bass for? And now I wish I had chosen the double bass because I hated the viola and I didn't want to play it. Um, but that's a story for, for a different episode. But what I mean is like with the musical Tourette, like I'm, I'm trying to force myself also to always be open to new stuff. Like I would, deliberately listen to release radar too. I would uh, go and read magazines about which music is coming out, be in the internet research and, and look at, because I want to come across new stuff. Or when people say, hey, you should listen to this, I would always listen to it. It's not like, oh, I don't know this band, I'm not going to listen to it. Because I'm trying to broaden my understanding of what, what there is. And I think that is different from just like receiving what somebody else feeds you yeah, all the time. That's my so. point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and but it's also different in, like I said, I mean, Germany, when you listen to the things which are being put in the radio, it's just, for me, it's nothing there for me, mm. you know, to draw from. Mm. But uh, in other countries, it's also yeah. different. You know, when, uh, for instance, in Bosnia even, mm -hmm. where we could say, okay, you know, it's a war-torn country and it's... But, but, you know, when you listen to the big radio stations there, they still play good music, mm -hmm. actually. Mm -hmm. so. And now, I think in Germany, you also mentioned that before, but like it's, it's just like some certain spots in the program where you have this one hour of music that is actually like different or touches yeah, it's yourself. Yeah, in the nighttime. 
Night when time. Nobody, like I said, less, <laughs> when nobody's listening. Yeah, and that's very sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very sad. And this is why I, for myself, decided I'm not going to listen to radio no more. I don't do it. Um, you don't do it either. At all. Because I don't want to be, I don't want my mind to be musically to raped. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not into that. Like, I'm... I want to make that choice. Yeah, and I'm actually, you know, but but we are in a good place because we can choose. Yeah. From so many things. Mm. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful, probably last words. We're in a beautiful place because we can choose from so many many things. Like I, I just like this as a positive outlook in these times that are kind of troubling for some some of us. Yeah. And look at this other side that we actually live in a, and you notice especially like coming from different backgrounds we are in times that have a lot of opportunities for us and we also have to look at that despite of what is going on yes yes i mean it might not be very easy at times you know especially now with all of this which is going on but still it depends very much it's this also very subjective you know it's different for everyone mm -hmm. it pays off Mm -hmm. If you can manage, if you can muster the strength and courage to try and see life as a gift and as something good and positive. Because once we have this perspective, there's always things which can be very helpful and, you know, help us to continue and do so in a, in a good and positive way, I think. And yeah, I mean, not that I am successful at it at all times. No. <laughs> We all have our moments, you know. Yeah, but still, you know, I mean, there's always lots of factors which are which make life really worth being lived. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the question I cannot ask you? I mean, like, which question... I wanna. I don't want to be asked. Yeah, because you don't want to answer it. But when you say it, you have to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Mind games. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Actually, there are no. I mean, you could ask me anything, but maybe I'm. You know, I'm, I could say maybe I'm quite content. I'm quite happy with the fact that you didn't ask me about COVID. Yeah, <laughs> about I this, know. you know, for just for one reason. I mean, we could, of course, we could talk about it, but I think you know, it has been way too dominating, way too prevalent mm -hmm. in 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 actually everyone's everyday's life. Yeah, you know, also I'm in this in the podcast, like in the in the first season when I recorded the first season, it was just when when the whole thing started, and so I felt like okay. I'm not going to ask anyone about it, you know, because it was everywhere anyway. Mm -hmm. And so I tried, I wanted to have a, you know, to do a contrast. But in the second season, I asked everyone, mm -hmm. every guest, I, the first question was like, how are they dealing with it? Because I, at that point, I felt uh, it was important to, you know, that, mm -hmm. that people hear how, 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 it's, how it is for musicians And right now I'm grateful to you that you did not ask me that because it's really, you know. Who wants to talk about it anyways? Like yeah, it's, it's just, by now I think we had it, you know. Yeah, it's everything so has been talked about, so I'm, I'm just I'm like, very happy if we <laughs> not not to discuss this every day, you know. And yeah. so that we could uh, talk more 
uplifting and and different things from that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. <laughs> I I accept this answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you what are the last words like to towards the audience or what do you want to say that needs to be heard? Okay. Yeah. Be kind to each other. Love each other. And be Yeah, and I think it's good if we if all of us try to focus, you know, try to focus on the, on the things which are good which are good in our lives and which are helpful and at the same time try to prevent ourselves from being polluted mm -hmm. too much by fear negativity and and yeah fear mostly you know because mm -hmm. i think fear is fear is a huge factor mm -hmm. and yeah it's not not easy to do not an easy thing to do but i think we, it's good for all of us if we try not to yeah not to become a victim of fear i love that that's, that's what i would like to say and and as opposed to fear is love you know mm -hmm. so if we can stay in love in 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 on that side i could imagine that many things are much easier to deal with And let's hope this this situation won't, won't last for another 10 years. It won't. <laughs> It won't. And, and love will be there and it's a solution to everything. And uh, people will focus on that. And I have to say thank you, Armin, for You're being uh, on your own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you for being the host for today. It was a very enjoyable and yeah. beautiful conversation. I love it. I, I love the conversation. Yeah. So thank you. And um, I'm looking forward to the next episode, the next season coming up. Yeah, it will take some time, but it will come. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to Talking Spirits Podcast, episode number 27 with Martina Schiffer-Gottfried and Amin Alic. I would like to recommend to you Talking Spirits Podcast, episode number four, where I was interviewing Martina. It's a very interesting episode and great conversation. So make sure to check it out if you like. Yeah, right now we will be going on a little break and I'm working on season three already. And I suppose it will start airing sometime in the fall. While the original concept of me having one guest in each episode will still stay in place, I'm also considering doing some specials sometime in the future, meaning special episodes around certain topics. So if you guys have any ideas or wishes regarding to this, feel free to let me know. Yeah, apart from that, let's just see where it all goes. And I'm wishing all of you a great summer, stay healthy and... See you again in the fall. Bye.